Good morning. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Man, I'll tell you what. After the long weekend, you get back. But you realize you look at the news. Everything is still kind of the same. Everything is getting screwed up by COVID-19. Um, I'm just reading here about a gym that was closed by the state for noncompliance. When you close down one of these gyms, is the letter, does it start with dear bro? Is yeah. that the way you have to start it? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just curious. But you know what? Actually, in like 10 minutes, we'll talk about how the, the, a couple of things got absolutely screwed up over the weekend in the NFL. Yeah. Because yeah. of coronavirus. Yeah. No, I it's, mean, it's still a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's still a thing. It's going crazy. But yeah. um, 100,000 cases for over 27 days straight. Okay. So when we do this thing in 10 minutes, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but it's absolutely the kind of thing they could have made a movie out of yeah. if the guy won the game. Yeah. I don't think he, he didn't win the game, did he? No. Okay. <laughs> no, he so, didn't. No, he did this, not. This was, you won't believe what they did in the NFL yesterday in one of the games, uh, in the, the situation that coronavirus caused. But yeah. we'll tell you about that in about well, 10 minutes. And here. it's funny because you answered it. It's a question that I don't think any of us uh, would have asked up until this, this year, which is what do you do if you can't, you don't, you run out of players? Exactly. What do you do if you run out of, like, cause I, I was watching the Raiders game and a couple of guys got hurt. And I'm like, well, they're, they're running out of players in that position. Yeah. What do you do? Does somebody from another position play it? Cause the and Raiders, the answer is, yeah. Yeah. The Raiders have had their whole offensive line yeah. decimated basically yeah. by this. So yeah, we'll get into that in just a few. So the Cardinals lost yesterday to the Patriots. And if you watch in the game, you may have noticed that Larry Fitzgerald was not suited up. COVID-19. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Got Larry Fitzgerald. I don't, I don't know how Larry Fitzgerald got coronavirus, but I'll bet he got it more professionally than any <laughs> other player. Yeah. Didn't complain about it and nope. then handed it off to the referee. Right. Like yeah. he had been there before. Yeah. I, I love that. There's a, there's a Larry Fitzgerald commercial that they're doing now with a guy, you know, he's talking to the kids in the, the apartment. Don't play ball in the house. And um, he goes, hey, Larry, can I get the autograph? And he goes, sure. And the guy throws the ball and it hits the wall. And Larry just turns and looks at him. And the look on his face is so awesome. It's I, so like, it's the f- next time you see that commercial where he goes, hey, Larry, can I get an autograph? He goes, Sure. And he goes, <laughs> just look at the look that Larry gives him when he's like, it's so deadpan and so good. Yeah, I haven't seen that yeah, one, but it's, yeah. uh, it's weird. Now, coronavirus has now gotten not only Tom Hanks, yeah. but also a guy who I would say is the Tom Hanks of the NFL. And <laughs> that, that nobody has anything bad yeah. to say about him is, is Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Well, at least, uh, you know, as bad as the Cardinals looked yesterday, and let's face it, when you give up 15 yards on a third and 13 or fourth and 13 or whatever it was uh, to Cam Newton, you don't deserve to win a football game. Yeah. That said... At least they had their quarterback, unlike the Denver Broncos, who have four quarterbacks on the roster, none of whom were able to play yesterday. Do they all have coronavirus? One of them, I guess, was exposed, and the other three, because they're in the quarterback room, were all... Everybody was put on the COVID-19 reserve list. Now, I know the question is, the question is... Why didn't they go out and sign a free agent quarterback? Let's say, oh, I don't know, Colin Kaepernick, who right. might who might be available to take your phone call right now this morning. And the reason is that the uh, the COVID rules in the NFL say that any new player has to sit out for six days. So even if they <laughs> signed him like Wednesday, he still wouldn't have been able to play. So- they could sign him today. And he'd be able right. to play on Sunday, maybe. So what did they do? They they had a guy in there who's never yeah. played quarterback? Well, I guess he played quarterback at one point in high school or college. Let's look into the legend that is Denver Broncos quarterback Kendall Hinton, whose so, debut consisted of a stat line of one completion in nine attempts <laughs> for 13 yards with two interceptions and a quarterback career rating of zero point 
one. <laughs> He's not good. It is the uh, the John Belushi grade point average, the Bluto grade point yeah. average of quarterbacks. I mean, look, give the kid credit. It, it, the funny thing about it is ESPN now has him listed as a quarterback. He's a wide receiver, uh, a rookie wide receiver out of Wake Forest, who I guess played quarterback wow. at some point in his life. Um, but now he is listed on the ESPN list of you know the NFL as his position as being quarterback. So apparently he is still listed as the number one quarterback right now yeah. for the Denver Broncos. A guy who they took off the practice squad. They were like, hey, anybody know how to throw a football around here? Isn't it usually, isn't Tom, yeah. was Tom Tupa not available? <laughs> Tom Tupa is a little old right now, but yeah, he's still geez. better than Kendall Hinton. Well, the Raiders have lost like their entire offensive line at various points. Yeah. Do you go, at a certain point, do you go to doing the five Mississippis? I, I, where you I just would count have to off and then you I can would, rush? I would think, I, you know, I think Man. what they do when they run out of offensive linemen is they just get a, a random fat guy out of the crowd wearing a Raiders jersey <laughs> and they just say, stand in front of this guy. No matter what happens, just stand in front of that guy every time the ball oh, is snapped. And I'm telling you what. Okay, so listen, be careful out there. You know, do do your stuff, do your protocols, all that stuff. Go about life, but do it carefully. Lest, else... lest you end up like Kendall Hinton. Yes. <laughs> Hell, you may be quarterback in the Denver Broncos next weekend. We don't yeah. know. Uh, we got... Well, Colin Kaepernick can't get uh, a phone call uh, returned. Let's see who we have on the phone, and we'll see what story we tell today for story time. All righty, who's on the phone? I think this uh, is... This is Brad. Brad, Hi, Brad. how are you? Brad, welcome to the radio program. Uh, it's time for Mark and Andrew Paul's story time. This is where you pick uh, the story that's worthy of the audience hearing it over something that happened. And we had a long holiday weekend, so there's plenty of opportunity for us to do stupid things. Uh, Mark's story consists of... Yeah, I waited for my wife to leave the house yesterday, Brad, before I did something that she does not want me doing, that she has caught me doing in the past and has been very upset with me. I might have confirmed my status as a jerk. Which story do you think is more worthy of hearing? Hmm. Well, I tell you what, I mean, Paul's story of being a jerk sounds interesting, but Thank you. as someone with two ex-wives, <laughs> I, I'm kind of interested <laughs> to see what happens to a mark. Okay, here we because go. Because maybe I can learn from this yes, or something. Yeah. I'm not sure. Doubtful. Three is a charm. So my wife had to run a, an errand up to North Scottsdale yesterday to grab something for work. So, like, all right, she's left the house. Here's my chance. And it doesn't involve anything exciting like hookers and cocaine and things like that. It involves opening the garage door, grabbing the big ladder, and putting it up against the big palm tree in the front yard, and finally getting after those shoots that are that are coming out of the top of the palm tree, trying to make more little palm trees on my lawn. Oh boy! They try to reproduce these things. I didn't know that. You have you have tree sex going on in your your front yard? What kind of neighborhood do you live in? You know what? It's you one of those things. Them? After these things are like fourteen years old, <laughs> they're able to reproduce. It's like a human. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it really everybody, is. Just about everybody at yeah. fourteen is able to reproduce. So, um, so these shoots keep shooting out of the top of it. You constantly have to stay after it and cut them down or else they drop seeds all over the lawn and then, you know, then you got these little palm trees to deal with. So my wife doesn't want me doing it any longer because... Old. The trees are... Not only am I old, (laughs) the trees are old and they're tall. This thing is like 25 feet high. Yeah, that that is dangerous. it, it It is getting to the point of being dangerous. So I only do it when she leaves the house. 
because I know she's going to get on my case about it. Now, here's the thing, though. When she comes back, you can't really say, hey, you didn't notice something. I did something. I I can't can't, brag about it. It It takes away the bragging possibilities. Thankfully, she's not listening this morning, so that's good. Yes, and she's she's not. But she actually did catch me at the end yesterday. But Uh the good part was I had a neighbor help me this time hold the ladder. And that okay. was important because it, the ladder is leaning up against one of these palm trees, which are not a steady, flat surface. No. There's all kinds of stuff sticking out of them. And they sway when it, when it gets windy. One of the other neighbors came over to watch. I was like, Don, you want to come up here? He goes, oh, no. I adopted the no ladder policy quite a few years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I was like, and he's younger than I am. This is so. why I got to grab one of those 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 long extended propane torches. You put the little little blue canister on. You just fire that pig up. Yeah. Take I don't, care of that. I don't know that that's going to be a good idea. Sure? It it's green. Catch, it won't burn. might catch the rest of the tree. but It's green. Um, <laughs> it, speaking of extended things, I'm up on this extended ladder. And I have the extended pole saw at the end. What could possibly go wrong? And it's a manual thing. So I'm going back and forth with it. It's crazy. So, Brad, that was what I was doing yesterday behind my wife's back. Uh Mm Aha. I hire someone for my palm tree. (laughs) What are you, big time in this? I don't do that. Uh, I see what's just happening there. There's like... Maybe we learned Brad is the jerk this morning. Maybe that's what we learned. There's there's too many palm trees (laughs) in my yard. The guy who owned the house before has planted too many. There's only like... How many is too many? Uh, There's like seven or eight of them. Yeah, see, one is... I don't have any palm trees in my yard. None is the right number, actually, is what I've been learning. That's what I like. Um... This I've is never the only had to deal with that because I don't have any palm trees. This is the only one that I can actually come close to even reaching anymore. And yesterday probably was my final day with it. Oh. So I'm going to be like Brad from here on in and hire out guy. on that. Yeah. Yep. All right, Brad. Hey, thanks. I thought that. Go ahead. Yeah, I thought I was good by getting on my stepladder to put up my Christmas lights <laughs> this weekend. But you know that was that was big for me. But That's yeah, next you got week. Yeah, time. Someone, Mark, yep. please. All right, Brad. Take care. Good talking to you, buddy. There goes Brad. Be right. careful on the ladder. Well, at least I'm not a jerk. So, hope you had a great Thanksgiving. When you have Thanksgiving, it necessitates much cleanup afterwards. Yeah. Right? That's always a pretty involved task. and It's actually almost more involved in the meal. Sometimes. Yeah. We were, we were talking the other day on the phone just about the dishwasher in general and how... Um, you know, it can cause arguments in the house. Like when you were married, that was always something that was like you you each had what you thought was a better method of loading the dishwasher. Same thing in my house. My yeah. wife will often rearrange my loading of the dishwasher yeah. because she thinks she can get more things in by doing it. Now, there's your way and the right way. Yeah, that's, that's, how, that's, right. that's always the way it is. <laughs> yes. I, my ex-wife used to say it all the time. You, uh, I'm, I'm going to do this because you do it wrong. I'm like, oh, all right. Um, <laughs> You know, there's certain hills you're willing to die on. That wasn't one of them. Right. All, yeah. right, all right, you do the dishes. And we posted something about, you Then know, again, you can deliberately get out of doing chores if you can, if you do them, quote, unquote, If you unquote, do them wrong. incorrectly, yeah. sure. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, we posted about uh, an article about dishwasher fights. And according to this article, there are like 18 days of each month that Americans get into some sort of squabble in the house about how a dish is loaded or whether something's been in the sink too long or it's disgusting to have those dishes in the sink like that. Why didn't you put them in the dishwasher? Stuff like that. I am no mathematician, but 18 is more than half a month. So literally, yeah. literally over half the month is spent arguing about dishes in, an, in the average American household. Just think about that for a second. Think about And you wonder why people are so mad. What are, we, well, what are we arguing about? What we're talking about? We, we talking dishes? Yes. Well, we, we asked this dishes? guy. We asked this guy earlier if he gets into arguments over the dishes. 
He's not taking part in that aspect of it. We don't have a dishwasher. I'm the dishwasher. You know, when I've had houses with dishwashers, I've never used them except to store pots and pans in because I think they're pretty much useless. <laughs> wow. No, I would disagree with okay. him. All right. Because I'd rather have a dishwasher. There's holiday always, cheer for you right there. And always have to do them all. But, um, you know, it is funny because, and, and by all means, give us a buzz if you if you have, if this is an ongoing battle. And it's it's not an ongoing battle, but it rears its head occasionally about what should be in the sink, how long it should be in the sink. It should have originally gone in the dishwasher. In my house, at least, that happens. Nothing stays in the sink in my house longer than uh, a couple of hours. Like if I'm making, yeah. if I'm making a meal, like for example, let's say I'm and I and I do this for my dogs. I boil up chicken breast. So if I boil up the chicken breast, the minute the chicken breast comes out of the pot, the pot goes in the in the uh, sink. I you put soak hot, it. hot water and soap in there. Right. And then when I'm done cutting up the chicken breast and eating my dinner, or whatever it is, I go over it, rinse out the uh, the pot and it goes right in the dishwasher. Yeah. But I don't think I leave dishes in my sink more than two, three hours at a time. Right. And, I, and I'm not like I'm not like a neat freak, but I will tell you this. I only use about 15 dishes in my house. I've got more dishes than I need because they're constantly going from my table to the sink, to the dishwasher, back to the table. For the most part, yeah. by the time I get unloaded from the dishwasher and put in the, in the cabinet, I'm doing another meal. I unload the dishwasher while I'm cooking the, the, the next meal. Right. And I'm using a system that you told me about. Yeah. Whereas yeah. when you've got dirty dishes in the dishwasher or you've... Okay, let's start at the beginning. You've just emptied it. Yep. The dishwasher all the is, clean ones out. Dishwasher is completely empty and it is being prepared to be reloaded. First thing you do is... You take a pod, a new pod or detergent, however you do it. You put it in the compartment. You close the compartment and lock it. And that way, you know, there's a pod in there. That means whatever is in that dishwasher needs to be washed yep. at a certain point. You do and that then you, first. Then, of course, you wait until it gets fully loaded. Then you run it. That way, you're never confused as to whether there are clean dishes or dirty dishes in the dishwasher. It's a good method. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, ne- Neander Paul, Mr. Domestic over here. I have adopted that one. Yeah, that is well, a good one. Go. So See, I'm, somebody has learned something here today. Be curious if that ever causes arguments in your house. Yeah. All right, so 217 arguments a year. That's a lot. In the average American household over dishes. That seems like a bit much. I mean, you're probably counting everything, every kind of disagreement as an argument there, but that's a lot. It's two thirds of the year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. two thirds of the days of the year. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. So um, we've got somebody on the phone. She said her husband was he started just leaving his coffee mug in the sink, even though the dishwasher is right next to it. So. Did he rinse it out or anything like that? Does he just leave it there with the spoon and let uh, the spoon stick to the because yeah, coffee gets to become almost like an epoxy if you leave it for long enough. That was it. That's what he would do. Oh, so boy. let's see. She's going to tell us how she broke him. You okay. broke him of this habit. I would come home every day and just his coffee mug would be in the sink. So I started to take a picture every day of the mug just sitting in the sink. And then I uh, got quite a few, probably 20 pictures or so. (laughs) And then I um, made a little collage with some music. (laughs) And uh, then I sent him a little video of all the pictures of the different mugs sitting in the sink. As a reminder that the dishwasher was right next to the sink. (laughs) Okay. All right. I broke him of that habit. Yeah, that broke him of the habit. That's that's kind of interesting. Was it the same coffee mug every day, or did he use a different one each day? He used different ones. So then that proved to him it wasn't just me, you know, using the same photo. Right. Right. So and sometimes it, it was a mug. Sometimes it was, uh, you know, a different 
different ones every day. Yeah, so it makes the video more interesting too, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's good. I, I didn't That's have pretty good. I didn't have enough time to pull up the music, but I wanted to pull up the music for Huey Lewis and sing "I Want a New Mug." I want a new Ooh, mug. I want a new mug. Yeah. One, one you won't just let sit. <laughs> one that'll make its way to the dishwasher. <laughs> That's a yeah. that, that little bit of passive-aggressive in there. Uh, slightly. <laughs> Maybe even a lot of passive-aggressive. <laughs> but that's good. That's yeah, clever. No, no, I like it. I nice like it. Job. You know, I, I, take, uh, I take great pride in if you're going to do a practical joke and or something that's going to annoy somebody, make it detailed, make it interesting, make it unique. And that certainly is it. Stylish. Yeah, it's uh, almost like one of those Facebook things that you get your year in review. <laughs> You know, we had a, a, a long time off. It seems like since last Wednesday, we've been able to tell you the story of somebody being stupid. And that's the truth, because it's been since last Wednesday that we've had a Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. Yes, indeed. But uh, never any shortage. You know that. Of course not. Are we going to Florida today? Nope. Uh, We're going to the heartland for this one, Lincoln, Nebraska. A uh, whole lot of nothing going on in Lincoln, Nebraska. This happened on the Tuesday night uh, before Thanksgiving last week, around 830, when 30-year-old Andrew Marr was in a store. Mark, get in here. <laughs> Andrew became very agitated because he couldn't find what he calls his dope pipe. My dope, dope pipe. My dope pipe. Yep. Can't find my dope pipe. He uses that to smoke his meth, of course. Which is uh, dope. Yep. Andrew then went into a destructive fit because nobody inside the Super Saver at 27th Avenue and Cornhusker Highway could tell him anything about where his pipe was or who had it. I want someone in here to tell me where my dope pipe is. Yep. Sorry, sir. We haven't seen your dope pipe. <laughs> Andrew destroyed a wine rack. And also went to town on a couple of metal detectors at the front entrance. Uh, store security realized this was uh, above their above their level of expertise. They called police. They told Andrew he needed to leave because they had called police. Right. So Andrew then did leave the store only to continue his violent rage vandalism outside the store, damaging several cars also. You know, it's weird. He didn't have his dope pipe, but he certainly does act like a man who's on a meth bender. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they uh, the co cops pulled up. Uh, they arrested him. They asked Andrew why he did it, and he was honest, telling them that he got upset because somebody had taken his dope pipe. Oh, my dope pipe. Who stole my dope pipe? And this led to him causing the $7,000 worth of damage. $7,000? Worth of damages, yeah. Wow. After arresting him, police searched Andrew, did the pat down, and, and they found course, his dope pipe. Guess what they found in his back pocket? <laughs> his dope pipe. Andrew hadn't checked oh, there. Where the hell is my dope Oh, here it is. <laughs> Hey, I found my dope pipe. Can I go now? <laughs> my dope pipe. My dope pipe. Yep. Next time he gets Jesus. upset because he can't find his reading glasses, before you do anything, <laughs> check and see if they're propped up on top of your head. He's like okay. bull, Bulldog from uh, Frasier. <laughs> Where the hell is... Oh, there it is. Yep, exactly. Andrew Moore right there. There's your Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. And his dope pipe. Hey, this is Red Rocker Sammy Hagar, and I personally think that's a beautiful story you just told. Wow. The Dumbass of the Day is sponsored by the new Roadrunner Harley-Davidson at 159th Avenue and McDowell Road in Goodyear. Was this Saturday night they did the – it was a pay-per-view yeah, yeah. with Mike Tyson. That yeah. used to that used to mean big, big bucks back in the day. Well, they didn't last very long back in the day either. It was it was, it was, it was you know, the, the cost per minute 
spend watching it didn't usually uh, work out to your advantage financially. But I'm a huge boxing fan, and I did. I posted on social media early on Saturday why I would go back and forth all day deciding on whether or not I was going to buy the pay-per-view. I was like, well, look, somebody could get hurt, but then that's sort of the point. Um, You know what I mean? Like, I went through the whole list of things to do, and then I eventually bought it anyway. So it was Mike Tyson. Yes. Against Mike Tyson, whose defense is impetuous and blah, blah. Against Roy Jones Jr. Both these guys are retired fighters, but this was supposed to be an exhibition, right? Yeah, Tyson's 54 and Jones is 51. Yeah. Um, And Mike Tyson, in your estimation was was victorious oh absolutely yeah but no, they no, called it a draw it, yeah well here's the thing it was it was being it was being judged by i think it was chad dawson uh was it christy martin it might have been christy martin and then uh, vinnie pazienza and everybody that watched the fight and if you saw the fight you know what we're talking about it wasn't really a fight so much as it was you know eight rounds of hugging and there was two minute rounds and <laughs> but really to be honest with you if you really were to be objective and watch it mike tyson at 54 looked really good yeah for a 54 year old man who hadn't been in the ring in 15 years he beat roy jones pretty bad around the ring roy jones was smart enough to tie him up and the referee let them yeah. hug for a while and you know safety being the the mode of the day but I don't think anybody could see that thing as other than Mike Tyson beat up Roy Jones for about 10 minutes. Yeah, Roy Jones Jr. The next fight for Tyson, Roy Jones Sr. Well, that's that the funny thing about sick. it. I love when a guy 51 years old is calling himself Jr. <laughs> yeah, so, and, but really, the, the craziest part of that is is that other fight they had. It was this YouTube guy, Jake Paul. who's He's ba- the brother of Logan Paul. They, they both make their living being jerks on YouTube, basically. Yes, they're YouTube trolls is yeah. what they are. And yeah. This guy, Jake Paul, fought Nate Robinson, who was a guy who played 11 years in the NBA. Three-time slam dunk champion. Averaged 11 points a game. I mean, he was a real player for a 11 years. A legitimate athlete, yeah. He still plays overseas in the leagues over there. Right. Um, professionally. Right. And this guy, Jake Paul, not only knocked him down three times, but knocked him completely out cold the third time. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was I mean, you know, everybody was worried about Mike Tyson and, and Roy Jones Jr. hurting themselves. I mean, this guy, Nate Robinson, he got, he got, he got cold cocked. It is here. He's trying to get the Oh, oh, oh. Mama Mia, the problem child proving to be a big problem for Nate Robinson. Goodness. And of course. Call the ambulance. Pick up the people. We need uh, definite medical attention for Nate Robinson. And again, back. this is why you don't play boxing, brother. It's the hurt business. And Robinson could be hurt. He'll be all right. Nate from the hood. He's going to shake that off. See, see, here's the thing. Here's the yin and yang of that broadcast. Snoop Dogg was doing the commentating. Snoop Dogg was was, who I love. I I don't own any Snoop Dogg music, but I might change that based upon just how much I like him doing boxing uh, uh, play-by-play and commentary. As great as Snoop Dogg was, as annoying as Mauro Ranallo, the guy that's the but Here's the guy. He's so phony. Mamma mia, the problem child proven to be a big problem for Nate Robinson. Yeah, mamma mia. He's one of those guys that's like, he's just the minute. It's funny because I bought the pay-per-view and it's like 50 bucks and I turn it on and I go, oh, no, (laughs) not this guy. Yeah. It's like, you know how people hate uh, uh, Troy Aikman and jo- uh, Joe, Joe Buck? Buck? Yeah, they hate them for yeah. no apparent reason. No. Same thing with me and Ramallah Ronaldo. Yeah. He's it's- done nothing wrong. He's a great wrestling announcer um, because he's completely phony. Everything you hear from him is yeah. nonsense. I don't believe he really cares about the sport. He's just trying to come up with a superlative catchphrase like Michael Buffer to try and make himself seven figures. As That's we- how I feel about him. As we close out, though. I just want you to listen once again to how long it takes Snoop Dogg just to say the three-word phrase, oh, my goodness. Well, he's high. he's so stoned. He's high AF. Oh, Robinson. 
goodness. And of course. <laughs> I also like that. Call the ambulance. Come get him. Snoop Dogg was awesome. He was great on this thing. So if you read anything about it, which is what I did, I didn't see it live. But Snoop Dogg was one of the highlights of the oh, whole absolutely. thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It was, you know, a couple different boxing matches uh, interrupted by several different hip-hop performances by guys who you'll never remember. But Snoop Dogg, clearly the star of the night. Somebody needs to give him his own late-night talk show. <laughs> I would watch that religiously. He was yeah. awesome. more reaction than I thought we would about the because <laughs> it was uh, more know. entertaining than you thought it would be yeah I got I got some emails over the weekend about it so I, I didn't get the pay-per-view but it was Mike Tyson yeah. at, at age 54 against Roy Jones Jr. at age 51 or something by the way George Foreman who is 71 years old says that he thinks Mike Tyson could actually still fight for the heavyweight champion somebody needs to check on George Foreman yeah I think probably he's, he's he's crazy yeah there's no way I mean Mike Tyson looked good in two minute rounds fighting a guy that was 51 and not interested in fighting but yeah let's not be ridiculous yeah these were sort of exhibition fights. Yes, they had not some, real. They had some rap performances. Snoop Dogg was the color commentator. So and it was awesome. all done with a little bit of humor and a little tongue-in-cheek. And Funny thing about it is I was talking about how much I hate Mauro Ronaldo. That's the guy that was the announcer, who's the guy that does boxing and does yeah. wrestling and stuff. Sugar Ray Leonard didn't like him either. Sugar Ray Leonard was on the broadcast. Okay. And there were several times when Sugar Ray, Ren- Sugar Ray Leonard wanted to fight Mauro Ronaldo. He's like, you know, he's like, Ray, do you think about coming back? He goes, I'll come back if I can fight you. <laughs> like, and he said it like four times. I don't, I don't think, I don't think Sugar Ray Leonard liked Mauro uh, Ronaldo at all. Uh, and I think it came out on the broadcast. What's going on? Did, did you guys catch on uh, the Snoop Dogg when the Tyson started? Or Tyson fight started. He said it reminded him of his two uncles fighting at the barbecue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a great line. I also, I also love that. Uh, I love that while Roy Jones was getting punched in the face, Snoop Dogg was like, "Come on, Roy, go in there, and make the money, get your money." Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think when he tied him up early in the fight, the ref was trying to tell him to break it up, and Roy Jones, I, I, I think I heard him saying something like. I have to hold on to him. I have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, and I remember uh, right after the first round, his corner guys go, "Roy, you see everything coming, don't you?" He goes somewhat. That was that was funny. All right. Yeah, yeah. One one guy took that fight way more seriously than the other guy. But in general, what I'm hearing from people is that they enjoyed it. It was it was money well spent. And you know, when you're spending fifty bucks on a pay per view, you want to get a good deal. Yeah, I was I was absolutely entertained. I mean, it was certainly better than CBS's decision to show Coming to America last night. Uh, uh, edited on broadcast television. What's the point of that? Oh yeah, that's like showing that's yeah. like showing Blazing Saddles edited. What are you doing? It's like Knock it off. It's like trying to show uh, what Django Unchained. Yeah, a Tarantino <laughs> movie or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, Pulp Fiction or something like that. Edited on regular network TV. You can't I give, do it. I give CBS credit for bringing back the CBS Sunday Night Movie to uh, counter program Bad Football on NBC, which we saw last night because the Chicago Bears were playing and they are not good. Yeah. Um, but showing you know CBS, be, be smart. You know, show something that. It's easily editable. Anything starring Samuel L. Jackson and Eddie Murphy? What are you thinking? Yeah. What the hell it's, are you thinking? It's not going to happen. In no. fact, you know, coming to America, you know, it's They're got this reputation. Yeah, there's a sequel on the way, and it's got a reputation as sort of a fun family comedy. It's not. And it's 
It's funny. It's an enjoyable movie. But if you go back and watch it, a lot of f bombs. You yeah. got a few n words thrown in there. Too, oh yeah, no, and the movie. Yeah, no. I mean, it is a great movie. It's just not a great movie to be shown at Sunday night when kids are watching, edited on broadcast television. There's a lot, um, like a like a Tarantino movie. Yeah. you lose the whole point of it. Yeah. if you have to edit those words out. Some so. of the, some of the colorful language is essential to the the feel of the movie. And <laughs> you know, CBS, nice try, but yeah. uh, swing and a miss on that one. Yep. <laughs> like the movie, but either watch it on DVD or cable. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Hope you had a good weekend. Yeah. Did a little bit of everything this weekend. Some some home projects, getting out, doing a little bit of shopping. Yeah, I got hooked into the Black Black Friday shopping as well. Did you go on Friday, actually? Uh, it's, yeah. It, actually, Black Friday is like this whole spread out thing now. So yeah, oh, by like, the way, today is Cyber Monday, which doesn't mean what it used to. Yeah, you know, it's also, I mean, everything's so, you know, Cyber Monday's a week now, Black Friday's a month now. It's all kind of watered down in some ways. I got hooked into it. Uh, my friend um, wanted to buy a tool set that she saw advertised at Home Depot. So I ended up hooking up and meeting them over at Home Depot. Um, and I, I needed to grab some stuff anyway. So I show up there and they decide they want to get a, a Ceiling fan. Right. Right. And that ceiling fan is in one of the rows way up like 30 feet in the air because there's none left in the bin. You know, they always say, you know, you can find the ceiling fan in bin five, slot C or whatever the hell yeah. it is. Yeah, that was already empty because it's Black Friday and people are getting, you know, taking advantage <laughs> of the great deal. I was witness to what I think is one of the more frightening experiences you can see as a shopper. And that is going into a place like the Home Depot, watching uh, an employee come down the aisle with one of the powerful Forklift, you know, like it's a it's a raised platform to go up and cherry pick. Yeah, the what scissor they need lift. Yeah, it's like a scissor lift, I yeah. guess. Sort of like that, except it's basically just like a like an elevator <laughs> on a platform. Um, and I know now why they close off both ends of the aisle. Like you can't go anywhere near the aisle when somebody's in there. And that is because there's a very good chance the person operating the equipment has no idea what they're doing. <laughs> True story. The girl that's on the scissor lift, she comes rolling down and she's trying to get this pick this uh, ceiling fan. And she turns and looks and she goes. I'm not sure what I'm doing here. I just saw this thing for the first time yesterday. <laughs> and I said, wait, what? <laughs> do, they, you, do they let you stay in the aisle still? No, no, okay, no. You you guys, go you're, standing on, you're standing on outside the gate. I mean, look, safety first. I get it. Yeah. But I was a little concerned because I'm watching her like operate the lift and it's going up. The platform's going up and she's going up higher and higher. And I can see the fear in her eyes. And I go, it's cool. You're going to be good. You, you know, you're a professional. She goes, not really. I go, what do you mean? She goes, I just saw this for the first time yesterday. I go, they don't train you on these things? She goes, no, the forklifters, operators, they train, but they let us do this. I go, so how do you know what you're doing? She goes, I really don't. I don't. I really don't. I was like, okay, well, thankfully you're in and, – and by the way, she's encased in like – you know, there's like a gate that they have to lock. Yeah, there's fencing gate, around her. And, and if that gate doesn't yeah. lock, there's a big alarm and stuff like yeah. that. Like everything is yeah. safe. She's also got a safety belt on like a harness. Yep. So in case she falls, she looks like Nick Walenda missing <laughs> missing the tightrope. Tight <laughs> right. But she's hanging. There. She'd be just dangling from the thing going, I, I almost had the ceiling fan. Yeah, it's almost it's like – It's scary. When you get somebody at a place of business, you know, they got to get something for you, do something, and it's their first – like I was, you know, just being in a – in a this is years ago in a grocery store and I'm at the deli counter and I'm like yeah a half pound of turkey the guy's slicing I'm like hey could you slice it a little thin he's like I'm sorry this is my first day here and I'm like ah damn it I'm gonna have finger sandwiches yeah, here yeah, by yeah. the end of the you know uh. Well, it's the other white meat. The other, other white meat. <laughs> so I'm like, as long as I don't get any of your hand in there, slice it as thick as you want. It yeah, doesn't matter. That's if a little you, weird. If you don't know, just 
had to do what you had. Just do what you're doing and stay safe. Yeah. So. No, it was, uh, it was, and, and again, I didn't get locked into a whole lot of, <laughs> a whole lot of shopping, but I did that. Yeah. I, you know, I bought some stuff for the house. And yeah. uh, you never, did, as a customer, you never want to hear that. Oh, yeah, it's my first day, so I don't really know. Right. No, especially when they're operating heavy equipment. Absolutely. That's never good. Can you imagine if a police officer pulls you over? They're like, sir, I'm going to afraid I'm going to have to ask you to step out of the car. Well, do you know your Miranda rights? Because I don't. My first, <laughs> yeah, exactly. my, my first day. You're my first arrest. Yep. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work. Sure they're illegal. With a free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Dramatic pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents, and radio voiceovers. It makes you look really smart, even if you're not. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Dude Shoes. Light, comfy, good to go to. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.